And we're recording. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Friday Without Belts. I am John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. We had a little bit of a week off. Um, I was on a boat for at least 11 hours. Jeremy, did you get on any, any sort of odd mode of transportation last week? No, just uh, just fleet vehicles from my work, and that's about it. But I mean, it, it, you know, one one day I've got like a little Ford Focus, the next day I'm driving an F five fifty. It's just you know, it was kind of all over the board. So little 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 different, <laughs> a little different in size. So I was kind of eh, whatever. But. I still miss my Corolla, but it's what it is. <laughs> But um, all right. So, uh, good, good day, good eating, good, good, good morn, folks. Um, we are back and better than ever. Um, first and foremost, at the top, we are going to direct everyone to go down to the link in the description because we only post this thing on YouTube anyway, and to please go to the Hawaiian United Okinawa Association's GoFundMe page to help fund the rebuilding of Shuri Joel. Um, a little bit of update on that. So it's been found that about uh, 400 artifacts are in that building are now gone. Um, and more or less it's un there's nothing left that they can really rebuild from. So sad news, but you can do something to help. And for the moment, we are going to direct you to this GoFundMe page. Pretty much every episode or any video we throw up um, from now until we get things, until the Okinawan uh, Karate Association get, gets off and gets off and rolling with something. Um, please support them, um, who or whoever comes up with some sort of donation page. I know it's a lot to ask. Uh, for a lot of people, but every little bit helps. So, Jeremy, you wanted to kind of maybe can chime on that. Uh, I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you know, instead of having a million different uh, GoFundMe pages, let's you know, let's just keep supporting you know one or two places that do and move forward that way. So, yeah, absolutely. The current news is that they're they're. The government, the Japanese government, and the Okinawan government have vowed to rebuild it, but it took a long time for it to get rebuilt, and they actually can't rebuild it the same way they did before. So some interesting, some interesting histories come out of all of this. Um, one is they literally can't rebuild it the same way because they use trees they can no longer harvest from Taiwan. So. If, if anything comes from this, it's a better environmentally safer and friendlier Shuri Joe. Um, hopefully one that'll kind of withstand any of this, this anything like this snap again. So anyway, so Jeremy, you want to be like really doom and gloomy again this week? Because uh, I'm not feeling it too much. No, I'm pretty much done with doom and gloom. I kind of want to be a little more positive and stuff. So. <laughs> That's what we aim for. Um, yeah. So I think what would be a good, good, good play, place to get out of 
especially this kind of rough patch in our in karate Okinawa's history right now is kind of talk about the dumbest things we've ever done in training. Um, Jeremy, I think you brought this up uh, a while back to me when we were talking about topics. Oh yeah, it's uh, I, I mean you know after yeah after training for. 25 almost 30 years you know in different dojos and stuff there's always going to be something that was really stupid that you did and you know either you did or you saw and i i was thinking about a few days ago and there's there's another there's another story we'll get into it wasn't me i can honestly say that but it was it, it was almost cartoon-esque what happened in in the dojo and uh, i i guess i i guess i can start off with that one i don't sure. know it's, um you can go from recent and then kind of pull it back yeah well this was several years ago um i was training it oh, i i don't even want to say it because if, if that person's listening <laughs> it may have a tie back to it but um, I was training in one of the schools, and um, we had a handful of instructors there. And there was one instructor, his name was Mark. That's all I'll say. And Mark was extreme old school. And it, it, he, he, was the, he was the kind of instructor, when he'd tell you to do something, he wanted you to do it. Like, he, he'd say, you know, hit me. You know, and you go and you might not hit him full force. He goes, well, you a wuss, you know, hit me. Come on, you know. So, I mean, he, he intense guy. Loved, I mean, one of my favorite people I've ever met in training. I mean, just nicest guy you ever met. But, boy, once he was on the floor, I mean, he was dead serious. So, one night, we're we're kind of going over a handful of Tweete techniques and stuff. And it wasn't wasn't terribly serious but i mean it was like we we're looking at different angles looking at maybe different combinations to change some stuff up and a guy came in to just kind of observe a class but he had some training in 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 karate and he knew some of the katas and I, I i don't know where but it was like all right whatever so he observed the class and then he comes in the following week and he comes in like in this bright red Power Rangers outfit. Like, <laughs> it, and it, it gets, this is just the beginning of it. I mean, it, it gets a little better. And the reason why I bring up Mark is he comes in, bows in, all this kind of stuff. And all of us, we're just kind of looking at like, do we let this guy on the floor? Do we kick him through the window? This is just stupid. You don't, you don't do this. But it's like, okay, we're we're gonna be nice. Okay, you know. Was it Halloween? No, no, no. Um, so was it the fall? <laughs> no, it was like dead summer. Okay. Dead well. summer. I mean, it it. It, it, I mean, it, it was really a pretty outfit, but I mean, I wouldn't have trained in it, but actually, I wouldn't have wore it. I'm, I don't look like a doofus, but anyway, so so we're just kind of going over stuff, and we're trying to get this guy involved, and then 
as we're working on some of these Puente techniques and stuff, the guy is almost in the class and he goes, well, that's not going to work. And the four of us that were working on this before, we're just kind of, just kind of puzzled. We kind of ignored him. He goes, no, really, that's not going to work. And then Mark, as I, as I mentioned before, really serious guy. The next thing comes out of his mouth is, oh, really? And, and I mean, it was just like, if you didn't catch the tone of his voice, it's like, you really didn't want to mess with him right now. And so, anyway, so he goes, well, since you're the expert, show us what will work. And so he tries to do something. The next thing, I don't even know what he did, but the next thing I see Mark doing, he's got this, we had like this half wall to kind of break up like the seated area and the dojo floor, you know, so people, kind of a barrier. The next thing I know, Mark's got his head pinned up against this thing, choking him out against the half wall, yelling at him at the top of his voice, how's your technique working now? Huh? How's that Power Ranger outfit looking? I mean, just yelling at this guy. And all we were like is like, uh, we need to leave. Uh, we're, we're out of here. We're not witnessing this. It was just, it was funny. And a few years back, yeah, it was about five or six years, we, we were all together at a restaurant. And we were talking about funny things. And, and I brought that up. And all of a sudden, Mark... Mark was literally in tears laughing. He goes, I'd totally forgotten I did that. <laughs> it's just... Neil said we didn't see the guy ever again. Uh, well, I hope... I mean... <laughs> that's just... That, that's just asking I for it. I feel you know? like you told me about this at some point. But now that you're telling it now, I'm just like... I wasn't there at that time, was I? No, no, no. No, it wasn't around, it wasn't around that time, so. No, it was a different Power Ranger guy, but no. <laughs> there have been multiple. No, this was, golly, this, this had to have been at least 15 years ago. Yeah, it, it was hilarious, but man, that was, that, that was one of the funniest things I ever saw happen in a dojo. Um, I mean, yeah. that's, that's just asking for trouble, but yeah, that's. You, I mean, you I, know, think... I, felt, I felt sorry for the guy, but whenever you, when you have the arrogance to go up to somebody and say, oh, that technique's not going to work inside someone else's dojo, in front of everybody. Um, and then add on top of that, you've decided to wear the, one of the most ridiculous things. <laughs> You could even I don't know is that that man must have courage and courage of steel because he decided to walk out the door saying this is the perfect thing to wear to this school that I have no experience in and so I can act however I want to. So I mean, if you're if you're gonna call out somebody in a school in front of everybody, you better you better be able to back it up one thousand percent. Otherwise, whatever you get, it's what you get. I mean, I. 
I mean, I learned that a long time ago. It's like, man, you don't walk in someone else's school and be completely disrespectful. Okay, no, man, no. You're, you're going to get hammered, more than likely. And unless, unless it's someone who is completely incompetent and really is going to hurt somebody. And I've, I've gone into schools and I've done that before. I've done that a couple times. And basically yeah. call call people out. It's like I don't recommend doing that, but if it's if it's something they're showing and it's something that's gonna get somebody hurt or killed, yeah, I'll I'll say something about it. It's just and sometimes sometimes I'll call an instructor over and it's like, hey, have you just thought about this, this, or this? I don't I don't want to call call you out or anything like that. But no, because then you end up I mean in this person's case, they they ended up losing face, but at the end of the day, you don't want to start going into people's. I've I've always gone back and forth on this, where it's like, it is is it somebody's business? Yes. Are they kind of hurting rep? Yes, but we don't live in that era where we have to, we shouldn't have to worry about that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shouldn't, but I mean, sometimes you know, that's a whole other discussion. A whole other yeah. Anyway. yeah, I guess, um, man, getting off of that subject, um, <laughs> because Sorry. this guy seemed like a little bit of a tinfoil hat, and um, talk about our other friend who was a little bit tinfoil hat. Um, let's just say we believe he's either in the witness protection program or has gone back to home planet. Because we don't know where he is right now. But um, this guy, he was good at a couple things. And, you know, a lot of people were impressed with what he was good at. Um, he was able to help a lot of people who were able to employ his services. And um, suffice to say, people, we, pe people enjoyed what he was able to do for them. However, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll recount a time I went to this person's house. So when I was a young lad, um, he invited me down to his house, and he said, "Hey, come on down." We were kind of yeah, about you know maybe a couple, just a couple hours apart um, in terms of you know locations. So it was fairly easy to get down there um, on a bus. So. Um, before the age of megabus, by the way. So, so I went down there, and he picks me up, and we have dinner, and you know I'm kind of young and eager, and he's got he's all full, full of stories, and you got you know when you're young and there's an older person talking to you and, and telling all, you all these interesting stories, and he can self relate with you, and then it's a it's a kind of a martial arts experience, and you know he's he's kind of showing you stuff, and you're you're really excited. Um, so there's a part of training I don't really think we talked about too much on the podcast, but uh, Makiwata. Yeah. So, so uh, Jeremy, would you would you mind explaining to the good people who are listening what exactly Makiwata training is? <laughs> it, it's. I mean, I've got a funny answer and somewhat serious answer. I mean, technically. Technically, it should be used for conditioning your your hands, hitting a board or 
or something or something heavy with with the correct knuckles and things like that. And so, right. I, I mean that that would be the probably more correct response of what it would be. Um, another response would be prolonged torture, but you know that's it just depends. Not I've got a story about that one too. So kind of, yeah, well. Hmm maybe write off this one with it. Um, because the monkey wire is supposed to be like a two by four, uh, tapered up with some straw or some something, some cover in the top where you actually hit. Um, it's supposed to be, the biggest thing with it, it's supposed to be pliable, right? It's not supposed to be anything solid. So right. when you hit, like, like a punching bag, it's supposed to have a give to it because if something doesn't have a give to it, you're just gonna end up going force against force and Maybe when you're doing kumite or you're doing sparring or really get into a fight, you're gonna you're gonna deal with that. But when you're training, that is not something you want to work up against necessarily. Um, so this guy, um, very very kind of tinfoil hat in his uh, mannerisms, as it were. Uh, we were in his backyard. We were doing training. We kind of very kind of loose idea of a day of training. Um, but you know, again, to my young mind, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm learning all sorts of ancient secret techniques. Uh, you know, looking back on it, it was all right, but uh, you get enthusiastic when you're young. And he asked me, he's like, hey, have you done Makiwari yet? I'm like, no, not really. Um, because initial school I started with wasn't all that traditional. So he says, well, all right, hold on a minute. And I'm like outside, stretching out, getting all excited. And he brings out a board and some rope and ties the board to a tree. And he tells me, all right, go hit the board. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you got to... You have to make your knuckles like steel. You make them to be as hard as rocks. And he starts hitting boards and trees. And he's like, see, it's, it's, it's good for you. And then he, like, he hits me a couple times. And I'm like, okay, whoa. And then he's like, hit the tree. I'm like, I hit the tree. I hit the board. And I hit the tree. And I hit the board. I'm doing this a couple times. And I don't want to ever say this is kind of like Stockholm syndrome but when you're at yeah. someone's house and they become very, you know, they're very kind of into what they, they believe, you kind of, kind of goes one or two ways that you either kind of go along with what they're doing or you don't. Um, again, very young, didn't really know what was going on. Suffice to say, <laughs> my hands were hurting at the end of this. He said, you know, when you go home, you know, just, just hit trees. You know, if you don't have a makiwara, just just hit the tree. And so uh, I go home, and it was like a couple weeks later. I'm like, man, I haven't hit trees lately. And so I go up to a tree and just start pounding on one. And just I remember my like hand just got like black and blue and swollen after that. And I was like, man, I must not be doing this right because, you know, you know, my hands are all messed up. And so. I let my hand heal for a couple days and then you know i'm just like all right I'll, I'll wait to go see this guy again and i'm talking to other people about this and they're like are you an idiot 
we got to talk to this guy because you shouldn't be doing this. Not how Makiwara training works at all. And they go into explaining what I just explained, where there's pliability and you, there's there's resistance, but you can move it and you're supposed to move it because it's about positioning and making sure everything, all the structure is right. And not by going out and beating the crap out of trees because the tree is going to win unless you've got an axe. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is impossibly one of the dumbest things I was ever told to do in my training and the dumbest thing uh, I ever did. Um, yeah. No. I, I, I will, I'll be more than happy to second you on that one, but that's okay. Yes, I, I will agree with that. That's one of the dumbest things you've done while you're training. Yes. But <laughs> I'm, I'm here to support you. Now. So, but, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> suffice to say, this person, uh, our, our tinfoil hat friend, uh, may he be at peace wherever he is, um, kind of like wandered off into the wilderness like about a year after that, and no one's really heard from him since. So yeah. kind of like that's that, <laughs> but, uh, happy, you know. Happy trails, buddy. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, but yeah, I, I was. I think super also, nice guy. Super nice guy. But it's it, I think the thing to take away from that is that like you can't you always have to be a little more critical of what someone's asking you to do, especially yeah. when it comes to hitting trees or like doing something extreme like that. Like if they can yeah. clearly prove to you what they're doing, you know, like I've seen like stuff where it's like hit somebody in the neck and learn to take it. <laughs> right like it's it's almost a, almost equi equivalent to that which <laughs> the difference is there's like videographic evidence of, of people doing that and there's a trick to what they're doing that makes it work but uh, going out and trying to hit I've... solid objects and expecting them to break on on contact there's also a trick to that too it's called you know practice and you know aiming in the right place in order to make it work so yeah no, I agree with that. So, but uh, yeah, I got. I definitely have a Maki War story as well. I mean, one of the previous dojos I was at, we had several Maki Wars set up along, you know, near the wall. And it's kind of, I mean, it's really kind of, huh? Proper yeah, Maki Wars. They weren't just growing out of the ground. No, 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 no. Um, it and it was really kind of neat how how he had set them up he used like um modified car springs and stuff to give it right you know, not just resistance but also resistance back but we had a challenge in the uh, it's been so long ago i don't remember if it was something that was student-led or if it was instructor-led i don't remember but we had a challenge to where it's like hit the makawara so many times until blood hit the floor, you know, and oh. it was like, and, and I, I did not win, but I, I took, took it to heart and I went after it. I mean, it, blood definitely went down the, down the pole on it, but it, it was not one of my brighter things I ever did in my training. So, you know, but, I mean, there are parts of it that I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad I did it, did it to that that level of intensity. 
but I don't know if that was such a good thing or not. I mean, it's, I don't know if it was good for my hands or not, or, you know, so I'm, I keep going back and forth on it, but I'm kind of in the middle on it. It's like, it's probably not the best thing to do. It's probably, you know, pretty dumb, but. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also, like, when you talk about doing things like that, like, I mean, you can use, like, muscle training as a good example, where it's, you know, if you're just starting out muscle training, are you going, you're not going, you're, you're like, weight training, lifting or something like that, you're not going to lift up 300 pounds on your first go. Right. Because when you do that stuff, you're tearing apart, you're, tear, you're supposed to be tearing apart microfibers and, and tearing out the muscle and rebuilding it with protein, letting it rest, and then, you know, kind of going from there. Right. The the idea of the of both the makiwara and kind of the sanchin training, where people like hit you while you're doing kata and stuff, is to do something similar to that, but just with like bone structure and you know endurance. But it's not supposed to be to the point where your knuckles are bleeding or you're getting you're coming home with bruises and all this stuff. And yeah, so. Like I said, it probably wasn't my brightest thing I ever did, but eh, you know, it's that's one of them that wasn't wasn't too bright. And another one I remember it was, it was after I came back from Okinawa, and I'd brought back a handful of bottles of Aomori, and <laughs> how'd you make that work? Huh? How'd you make that work? It was, it was before it was before they started banning liquids in the cabin and all that kind of. Wow. It, it was, it, I think, like the next year they started banning. You couldn't bring that kind of stuff. And, but anyway, I brought a couple bottles back for the dojo and stuff. And so we're like, all right, this is cool. And one night we. We were just kind of sitting around. We were actually drinking shots of Aomori. At the dojo? All, huh? At, At the, the dojo? dojo? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we got a brilliant idea. Let's have a Nunchaku class. <laughs> that sounds like an Aomori-induced idea. <laughs> yeah, it was... I, I'm surprised no one got killed on that, but it was, I, I'll, I'll say this, I mean, it tested a lot of our flexibility. Whoa, ding, ding. I mean, there was, by the end of it, there was no technique. It was, the only technique was duck. I mean, that was about it. I mean, how quickly could you duck from getting swung and hit in the head with a pair of nunchakus from your buddy who's, who you're working with right next, I mean, we had a handful of us get hit, but it was just like, holy, I mean, yeah, there, there were a couple people that definitely had a little too much. And they, they finally got to the point where they just laid down on the ground. <laughs> They're just swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was funny. But why? Why would you? What? 
why, why do you do half of it? You know, and it, it was funny. The next week, we, we were like, okay, rule number one, we're not, before training, we're not drinking any more oil, more. <laughs> it's like, no more of that. That's an after training thing. <laughs> so it, it was just, yeah, that was, that was not one of our brighter moments. It was, uh, it was definitely a learning experience, I'll say that much. But I don't know what we learned from it, but it was it was comical as well. So it was kind of <laughs> just well, the alcohol culture in Okinawa is such that that wouldn't be necessarily out of the range of things that could happen, but uh yeah. Certainly less than likely, I think, these days. But yeah. What, what, I mean, what kind of contest were you doing? Like, just. No, it, it, it wasn't a contest. We were just, hey, let's have a new Chaku class. And we're, we're all half lit. Yeah, cool. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So just, everybody's work. It was just, oh, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't too good. So. Sounds, but it sounds like a blast. I... <laughs> it was, it was something. <laughs> oh, man. But... I mean, because the only gun I have are super heavy. Oh, yeah. So I... <laughs> yeah, all of us are. All of us had, yeah, all of us had basically the same kind of noon check. I mean, roughly, you know, it's... There were too many light ones in my group, so it was, but yeah, it was, that was quite entertaining, but yeah. So, I mean, that does remind me of, of, it reminds me of one, I'll tell a personal story after this one, but there is one kind of really embarrassing story I kind of heard secondhand, and it was at a, school that uh, taught Kobodo and taught kids but generally didn't teach kids Kobodo mm. so you know you don't you go you always got to be careful when it comes to weapons um, especially with kids um, I was kind of lucky when I was like 14 I started really you know working with weapons and I kind of got a good sense for you know how to use them um, but a friend of mine had uh, gone to his. He was he was assistant teaching at one school, and there was a guy there who had been doing karate for a long time, but you know really didn't have a mind for necessarily uh, safety. No, oh, yeah. So the guy had the my friend had gone into the school. You know he was getting there later, and this other guy was teaching the kids class. And so the guy walks in and all of the kids are on the floor with different weapons. Swinging them around kind of left, right, and center. And I'm not talking just like bows. I'm talking like Tomfa, Kama, Shucks, Sai. I mean, they had like almost everything there. 
Were, were the commas sharp? I mean, that's... Yeah, they were. Thankfully, they were wood, but I mean, okay, okay. Kind well, of that, Christmas that... story, you know, you could put your eye out. <laughs> and I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the the the, the words that the explanation that was given for why this was happening was well the kids got to experiment with weapons sometime. And you've got to think of the three words in that sentence that should never be in the same sentence at the same time is kids experimenting and weapons. Well, and sometime. There's no, you can add that fourth word in there because you don't have any, any, I don't know, any rigor around it. Like, I just sometime, you know, just, just sometime, like, you know, yeah, you get to it sometime. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> now, there is a structured way of teaching kids the weapons. Um, I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. You can have a whole group of kids with chucks. Um, even solid woodchucks, yeah. but to have the kids just kind of flail around weapons, no, not a good thing. That's what we call a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. That makes me think of another another story. What was it? We're we're we were training one night. And one of the guys, one of the guys had just gone through, I think it was carpal tunnel, I think it was carpal tunnel surgery. So, so he couldn't move his wrists. And the main weapon he always used was Psy. And so we're doing weapons class. And <clears throat> so he's like, well, I can't, I can't pick these up. And I can't pick these up right now. So anyway, another instructor went to the back. It's like, hold on, let's see what we got. And we had a pair, we had a pair of the aluminum side, you know, the way you ever seen those? Well, like you're just basically taking it like this, like aluminum, and like making yeah. a side. Yeah, I mean, it it was it was it was uh, it was tin foil made out of aluminum. I mean, it was you know, it was your normal normal size, you know, 20, 21 inch side, but it was all aluminum. But the funny thing is, I mean, most side weigh, what, three to five pounds? Give or take, yeah. Yeah, give or take, you know, whatever. Depending on quality, balance, all that kind of happy stuff. This thing weighed maybe 10 ounces. I mean, <laughs> so, so the guy even though he had carpal tunnel syndrome, oh, he went to he went to flip, you know, just do a flip, you know, just a simple, basic, you know, flip out, flip back. When he flipped it back, when he was trying to flip it back, it went out of his hands and it went straight up into the ceiling and stuck right into the ceiling. Oh. <laughs> and everybody's just kind of looking. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's made out of t essentially tin foil. <laughs> I mean, he still had enough the ceiling. <laughs> I can flip it at one time. 
I, I mean, it, it, it was like a drop ceiling and stuff. So, I mean, it was, it was basically styrofoam ceiling, but it was just like, but, and he just looked up and all of us looked up at it and stopped and was like, wow, that's pretty cool. New technique, huh? That's pretty cool. You know, so he's like, somebody get up there and get those down so I can practice. <laughs> oh, he was the guy, he was the guy with carpal tunnel syndrome in his hands, right? Yeah. So his technique he needed to work that night was not anything to do with his hands, but was everything to do with his feet, so he could jump high enough to get his damn side out of the out of the ceiling. That's what he should have been working on that night, not telling other people to go fix his problems. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it was just hilarious. I mean, we're just kind of watching. It's like, oh. yeah, it, it's funny. Over the years, probably the funniest two classes have been Psy classes and Nunchaku classes. Why? Because people get drunk in Nunchaku classes? Well, people... I. <laughs> The same guy that did the did the Psy, he, he he was like, I don't want to learn Nunchaku. I have no. And finally, when we talked to me, I was like, look, this is one of the beginning weapons we teach people and kids. And he goes, fine, 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 I'll learn. That learn is the weirdest attitude I've ever heard anybody give towards learning anything in martial arts. Well, and it was like, all right. So, so anyway, you know the part where you where you do the little hop, you know, you do a little hop and swing it, and then come down. You know, you know I know, I know what you're talking about. One of the katas that we know. So there's a, there's a spot where you hop up and you swing it around, and you come down. Well, we were teaching him this, and it was interesting when he went to hop. He he jumped straight up. I mean, just just about as hard as he could. And he didn't move his arm. It just kept going. And it was like the Ewok that was swinging the, the thing around and came around, you know, the rock and comes right around and wraps around and smacks him in the face. Literally, that's what happened. And this was not the Aomori night, mind you. And, and it wrapped around, hit him in the face and knocked him out and he fell flat to the floor. And he gets up and he goes, Somebody else can teach this. I'm never picking these things up again. <laughs> he never did. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of also a story of the guy, the guy um, creating self-fulfilling prophecy because he did he hated it so much that he probably wasn't concentrating on what he was doing. <laughs> the point where he actually ended up hurting himself because he didn't want to learn one yeah. thing that he was asked to learn oh well you know um you know Cy. i mean how, how many times have i like stabbed myself in the arm with those you know or you know I'm, yeah i mean when you mess with them a long time you know something will go wrong and you know guess what make a mistake but um yeah my the other side side example, the guy was coming back to put it back behind his head and then you know flip it out. And when he went to bring it back, he he didn't adjust to the side of his head and he hit him hit himself right on the sides of the temple, both sides, and boom. With the times? 
Yeah, well, not with the little. I mean, with the main. With oh, the main Lord. Time. I feel like with the, with the, center, uh, the center time. Yeah. Ay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. I don't know what it did, but all I know is he dropped him and uh, it might have gave him a concussion. I don't know. But I mean, I mean, he did it hard, too. Uh, boom. I mean, everybody's like, what the? And, and he's just stumbling. <laughs> He just drops him and he goes, sits down on the floor and he goes, I'm done. That's it. And so, yeah, he liked the Nunchuck. Ooh, he didn't like size. So, but, you know, hey, it's all good. Just flip the two guys and you're fine. Yeah, I mean, that, and, that, and that's that's kind of what we were, you know, you guys can stay away. Don't, don't do that. But, but, I mean, both of them are great guys. I mean, I, I you know, I, I remember those kind of things, but, you know, I, I did several dumb things myself, so it's like... Yeah, we can go down the... We could have maybe six episodes on the massively stupid things we've ever done. Um, so, I, I, this I, well is, is far from far from dry, I believe. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think I told this to you in one of the, one of the previous episodes. What was it? Pro- probably one of the single dumbest things I ever did was right after the first time I went to go see uh, Mr. Yada's uh, seminar. And I'm watching knock somebody out. Boom, boom, boom. You know, next class, I come back into class. I, I tell Robbie, I'm like, I don't think that works. And he goes, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that works. He goes, you want me to show you? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that works. I, I want to see if that works. And what was funny is uh, Vicky and her mom were there. And they're like, this is not a good idea. You know, whenever somebody from Voice of Reason tells you this is not really a good idea, you probably ought to listen. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, 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 I want to see that this works. And I mean, Robbie's got this smile about halfway up his ears, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. And he goes, okay, ready? Boom. I mean, I'm just like, it works. So it it was one of the dumbest things, but, you know, in hindsight, you know, looking back on it, it's like it it made a believer in what I was studying, though, too. So, I mean, well, yeah. and it's also like you that goes because all of these things that we were we were talking about today all have a lesson at the end. And because oh, there's yeah. because with with everything, if anything, uh, martial arts is, you know, reflective and always self-correcting. And um, don't wear a power you know, suit to the dojo. Exactly. Like <laughs> don't wear a power ranger suit to the dojo. Don't start calling people out. Don't believe people who wear tinfoil hats. Don't 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 drink before before going to practice. You know. Have a better attitude when you're learning a damn kata. Uh, um, but you know, the, one of the biggest things that I think, if you're unwilling to do this, I think that that is a real point against you, unless you have a real reason. Is you have to feel the technique, and you have to to kind of know what it is. That doesn't mean you need to get constantly, constantly, constantly beat on because that's another problem but yeah no i would agree that that's it's a dumb thing there's there's dumb thing there you can learn from dumb things but you know the biggest thing is to learn from 
to not do the same dumb thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the best the best way to really learn is learn from your mistakes. If you're not going to want to learn from your mistakes, what good are you doing? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're never going to be perfect every time. Right, right. Um, I think the one of the one I think I'll close on with is when I was uh, teaching a college club, and it was kind of at the height of the college club that I was teaching because it was like, I believe it was the end of the winter term and it was, everyone was kind of, we had a very, very big class and I was, you know, like all about like, yeah, I'm, I'm I finally have a big class of students. Yeah. I'm going to really, you know, nail them like, like drill them tonight. Um, and I was, you know, running them through exercises, running them around the room, running them through kata, doing all this stuff. And I have everyone line up, and all we're going to do is very, very, very basic thing. Just kicks down the room. All right? Very easy, very simple. So the one thing, you know, over all this, like, over-enthusiasm that I had when I was teaching that class was I forgot that night to warm up. I forgot to stretch. I forgot to stretch everyone out. Because that's normally what you would do. But because I was so concerned to get everybody, you know, 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, all this other stuff. Um, but the simplest thing, and I didn't notice this, but my legs were actually super tense and tense up at the time. So, all right, and I just count out each, and I were like one, and I kick out with my right leg. Right leg immediately seizes up. Completely stiffs out, completely, 100%, ain't going nowhere. And then I'm just like, all right, whatever. Knee, and I kick out the other leg. Same exact thing happens. And I just kind of hobble over to the side, sit down, and say, like, everyone kind of tell, tell by the look on my face what just happened. And I just like, keep going, three, four, five, and just have them do that for like five, ten minutes. There's nothing but front kicks and side kicks up and down the room while I'm trying to unstiff my legs for a decent 15, 20 minutes. And I think that was, it's one of the most basic things, but one of the stupidest things that has ever happened to me that I could not, despite all the other stuff I was trying to get my students to do, could not just do a basic kick down the floor because I forgot to stretch out so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was dumb yeah 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 i mean definitely have several stories you know one of the other ones that i remember was um i think the lesson was you know, you definitely got to push yourself, but also know when your limits are getting hit. Because um, we're, we're training the Subarito training. I, I, probably the first two months I started training. I mean, hadn't even taken a battle test or anything. And so, I mean, we're, we're pushing hard. I mean, just boom, 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 boom. boom. And I, I could feel my legs were starting to shake. I could feel basically my whole body was starting to shake. 
you got that salty taste in your mouth right before you're about ready to, you know, yak and everything else. Right. So, so I go to put the, I go to put the, the soup burrito up on the wall, and I basically pass out into the weapons rack, and it comes crashing down on me. <laughs> and you know, and I, I mean, I'm barely, barely with it. You know, I'm trying to put this stuff back up, and I mean, Robbie just, I mean, as I get out, which I don't blame him. I don't, but it's my fault. But you know, and I get back in line. I mean, I'm still dazed over. I mean, I'm still about ready to pass out. And I mean, he's just yelling at me about you know four to six inches from my face, like, "You ever do that again?" There's, there's two ways out. You can either walk out or I'm kicking you through that door. You don't ever do something this dumb again. It's just like, you know, I'm just like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> it's just, but I mean, after that, I did, I did learn, you know, once, once I had a certain feeling, once I had a certain feeling while I was training, I'd, I'd push back just a little bit just to make sure I, I didn't pass out or stuff like that. And I mean, it happened once or one or two other times, but not in the weapons rack. But I did pass out a couple times, but um, just yeah, I mean, just hardcore workouts and stuff. But but yeah, that was you know one of those things. Like, I, and I was new enough to it where I was just I was just ignorant, stupid. I didn't know any better, but. But I mean, I learned, you know, hey, there, there's an etiquette, and it needs to be followed. Period. So, well, and like maybe also, what hopefully Robbie had learned in that was that you know, got to kind of check check in on your students too, because yeah. and there there is something to be said for that as well, because if you're not checking in, like there's a big problem if you're just kind of let your students collapse over. And you're not checking in on them. That's just just being a negligent teacher, which I don't think he was trying to be. But no, I, I, I don't. I, I never. I've never thought that. You know, of him and stuff. But I mean, that, there were certain certain things that I, I would I would go through and things like that, and other students would go through it as well too. And I mean. After that happened, he'd always have like honey or something there to get get people's blood sugar back up, so that they could they could recover pretty quickly and things like that. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it, it it definitely was a learning experience for him as well too. So, cool. So, but anyway, so so the end of all this, we just need to <laughs> learn from our stupid mistakes don't don't do what we did make your own stupid mistakes because yeah. you'll learn more from them and then report back to us so we don't do them so all right yeah. here you go <laughs> now we have a public record of our terrible mistakes well, uh, that, what that, are you working on what well, that, I said, oh that's okay i mean I, i've been pretty public about my stupidity for a long time so that's all right um it's like exploitation yeah. have been exploited all my life yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know, I, I always say, if I can't laugh at myself, I can't laugh at anything else. So, um, but what's interesting is, is um, I actually had uh, had uh, somebody come by and they wanted to just work on some techniques. So basically, I've just kind of been working on some basic, going back to some real basic tweete and some combinations again. So kind of getting getting a little bit off of um, kata and things like that. And guy, guy's a guy's a marine, and so you know he he learned a lot of different stuff. So he was just like, you know, I just kind of want to do something a little different. And he goes, I know you do some stuff, and, and so we we're just kind of. He wanted to see more of what I was teaching, and so I was just kind of okay, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, I, I think that might develop into a little bit more regular training partners. So that's cool. Uh, so that's that's what what we all need. Uh, I've been because of my because of kind of little. I hate this because you you you've got actually a bigger injury and you've like been able to get get into training partner. I was like, ah, oh, I tore a little bit in my calf muscle. Uh, I need to I need to take it easy for a week, um, but after I got kind of through that, I'm like, I think I'm back on my regular training schedule. It's just getting. It's like you've if you've been doing the same thing for like almost two months, and then suddenly the doctor's like, "Don't do that." It kind of ruins your whole schedule to a degree because it's like, what do you have to kind of fill that time? Um, so, but what I've been working on is, uh, I don't want to say this out, out loud and so much on the podcast, but I already kind of put it on Facebook is we're putting, I'm putting together a kind of collection of video essays and working on getting the first one out, but, um, because I want to try to get the audio as good as I can, uh, having some new equipment shipped in by Wednesday. So hopefully by the end of this week, you'll hopefully see that but if not you'll see it soon enough and um yeah just working on my recovery stuff and after you've been away from something for a while and jeremy i'm sure you can you can relate to this is that you when you feel you actually can do it you feel you're much stronger in it than you were before so that's a surprising feeling today or i've I've had sometimes and kind of in ended from my perspective is um you know sometimes you feel like you can do it stronger the one problem is sometimes you push yourself over the limit and then re-injure or redo something then you're back out and that not that i've ever done that before yeah whatever yeah that's kind of yeah i've done that a handful of times it's like, and then that makes you even matter so yeah and so i'm, I'm trying to take it one step to make sure that that doesn't happen but at the same time kind of try to stay back on the train so yeah yeah i'll I'll use a quote from dave ramsey it's like approach it like it's a like it's a crock pot not a microwave so so indeed so all right cool well that's all i believe we got jeremy anything you want to say to close out no i'm good have a good night all right, good folks. Good, good morning. So, yeah. Thanks for listening always. Uh, keep training and do not forget to try to donate to 
uh, getting Shuri Geo back up and back up and running again. Till then, see you next time, folks. Keep training. Take care.